following program is for adult audiences only. Hi there. Happy Thursday. It's October 12, 2023. I'm Eric, talking at you once again from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, where I've just completed what will undoubtedly be the most challenging podcast I'll ever be a part of in my life. It was supposed to be released about a month ago. It turned out to be tremendously more challenging than I had anticipated to produce this episode. Um, it's a busy time of year for Gord. It's obviously a very busy time for my mother. And it's not something we could force. We had to be, um, you know, we had to make sure everyone was comfortable and did things uh, when they were comfortable doing them. And that took a little longer than I had expected. But in the end, I think what we came up with is the best possible episode um, considering the subject matter. I know I personally will cherish it for a long time. Um, that's one of the reasons I wanted this particular recor recording, and I'm uh, eternally grateful to my mother for agreeing to do it. Um, anyone who has listened to me and Gord's show in the past knows what a monumental thing it was for her to agree to sit down and talk to us at all. So um, I'm very, very grateful for her to her for for doing it um not only for that reason but also because in being having to produce this episode forced me to face what's happening uh, head on and and deal with it rather than my usual methods of denying and ignoring and then later on resenting myself completely for well, for denying and ignoring situations while they're occurring so I'm it turned out to be, well, very hard to make this episode. It was also uh, very rewarding in the end for me. So I'm very, very thankful to both Gord and, and my mother for giving me the opportunity. And for ultimately helping me to create what I think is a informative and interesting and heartwarming and thoroughly enjoyable episode of our podcast if you have any questions or comments about this episode you can always email us as usual at GwynethHaltersVagina at gmail.com and we can also still be reached via all the usual suspects Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you um, at Eric and Gord at Eric underscore Gord and Facebook is Eric from Eric and Gord. Completing this episode was also the last item on a long list of things I had to finish up before I could shift my focus to my newest podcast, Kelowna Thinks, which is now scheduled to debut the first week of November. Um, it's Similar to what you've come to expect from me, except with two new fantastic guest hosts that I'm very excited to be sitting down to talk with on a regular basis. Um, I think it's going to be super entertaining. Um, very much looking forward to it. Hope you guys are too. Uh, check out uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever for, for more updates on that very, very soon. And 
just in case anyone should be interested, um, as you know, the sun never sets on the Champion Tree Entertainment Company. Uh, that being said, you can look forward to new music being released between now and Christmas by both uh, Rocky Fortune and the Rich Stones, as well as Ashes of Purgatory. Some great, great stuff coming out from both of those bands in the next month, month and a half or so. Um, so keep an eye on your favorite streaming sites if you want to hear any of that. That's more than enough of me babbling. Um, please enjoy this episode. Hey, Kelowna. As a business owner, I am painfully aware of how challenging it is to find affordable advertising opportunities that actually produce results. Are you tired of dropping thousands on ads that return almost none of your investment? Have you considered sponsoring a podcast? Podcasting is the fastest growing form of entertainment in the world with literally millions of listeners tuning in every day. By sponsoring a podcast like Kelowna Thinks, you are connected with a highly engaged audience that is receptive to your message. 60% of podcast listeners will use a product or business recommended during their favorite show. Compare that with 66% of TV viewers who say they walk away or switch the channel as soon as the commercials start. The Champion Tree Entertainment Company introduced thousands of potential new customers to my business overnight with a customized sponsorship package that took my sales to a whole new level. I'll let my friend Eric explain how the Champion Tree can do the same for you. Thanks, Kevin. Yes, thanks to a partnership with the Sirius Satellite Podcast Network in the U.S. and iHeartRadio in Canada that this year gives the Champion Tree a unique opportunity to get your business and product in front of those customers that Kevin is talking about. Our podcasts have a strong following of devoted listeners who trust our hosts when they recommend a product or business. We offer a combination of host-read live ads, social media promotion, and sponsored content, not on one podcast, but on every show throughout our network. Our team will work closely with you to create a customized sponsorship package tailored to your business goals. So you've got access to all of our listeners and our expertise in effective marketing. If this seems good to you, contact us today. It's Champion Tree Entertainment Company. You can reach us at 250-848-1539. That's it became evident that Gordon and I shared the two same goals for every episode. One was to make you think. Two was to make you laugh. 
Throughout our four years of creating content for your entertainment, we managed to maintain and achieve these two goals pretty consistently. And that's the primary reason that in over 400 recorded episodes, totaling nearly 7,000 hours of discussion, we rarely allowed the conversation to get overly emotional. We purposefully stirred away from the tearjerker subjects. And trust me, we both had plenty to choose from had we wanted to. We tried to stick to what we always did best. However, when a recent opportunity presented itself this month to speak to somebody about one of the most gut-wrenching topics imaginable, two thoughts immediately crossed my mind. The first was that there's no way in hell I was going to allow this interview to slip through my fingers. The topic's one of the most fascinating, one of the most tragic, and one of the most divisive subjects we've ever considered as a society. Also, the guest being interviewed is my mother. The second thought was there was no way in hell I could do this interview without Gord. As I mentioned, the special guest for this podcast is my mother, Patricia Cameron, a 71-year-old woman who's been suffering from an aggressive and painful lung cancer for several years. Radiation and chemotherapy were not only completely ineffective, they also ravaged the healthier parts of her body to a degree from which a completely healthy person could never hope to recover. Physically devastated, emotionally and spiritually exhausted, and facing a serious battle for each and every short breath she can achieve was just too much for her to take. She made a request to her doctors, and in short order, her request was granted. She was given the approval to have a doctor end her life at a date of her choosing. Patricia chose October 22nd, 2023 to be the date that she will die. It'll be her 72nd birthday. to listen to an extremely intelligent, insightful woman share the thoughts and ideas going through the mind of a person who knows exactly when and how they will die. It's an opportunity to hear, in her own words, a bit about the remarkable life of an extraordinary woman who never once allowed anyone or anything to stand in the way of her living by her own morals and her own values, her own way. A woman who, even facing death, refuses to have her life be taken from her. Instead, she summoned the Grim Reaper herself and said, Don't bother coming for me. I'll get there when I damn well feel like it.
Okay. Um, hey everybody. So we're sitting here with Pat. This is Eric's mother. Um, she's got some um, tremendous health issues. And what makes this uh, particular episode so interesting and uh, I'm not even sure what the word would be, uh, uh, heartwarming and heart-wrenching, um, is that um, she has um, applied and been accepted to have the um, assisted suicide. Um, now, Pat, you have, um, uh, was it uh, lung cancer, correct? Yes, I do. And you now have 25% working lungs. That's right. Just 25%. That's like, imagine trying to clown Mount Everest while running a marathon up there with no oxygen tank. That's her daily breathing. Um, yeah, exactly. Incredibly labored. Everything becomes very difficult. Um, so uh, we're going to just have a chat with her about, you know, everything and see if we can sort of just talk our way through this and I don't know, and just see if we can answer some questions. <laughs> okay. Can right. I make a statement here? Absolutely. MADE stands for medical assistance in dying medical assistance in dying and uh, if you want to call it suicide i disagree interesting okay you can only do this if you're uh, very very close to death already yes and if your death is not a smooth one Okay. Uh, gasping for air to the minute you die. I have seen it. It is not an easy death. No. It's no, it like wouldn't. drowning. I was going to say so, that would be similar to that. If you understand what I mean, it's not a, a choice I made easily. No. It's a choice I made because... I don't want to suffer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's it's I, I, I can't even imagine um, that having to make that that decision. It's yeah. Yeah. It's tough. But it's not, not really suicide. No, no. I guess it, it's it's that's uh, that's my um, my lack of understanding. Uh, that's OK. <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> and, and that's, that's OK. That's right. I asked if I could clear it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. So, well, let's just let's just jump in. So, um, how long have you been dealing with uh, lung cancer? A year and a half. A year and a half. And I was diagnosed in February, twenty twenty two. 2022 so just wow february last year wow and here we are yeah. a year and a half later um uh, what this the, was this this was due to the forest fires correct the, that's the right air. so that's My, really that's how that was that's how you that's how you it, it, it got you the metals My, in the air yes wow My tumor. 
my tumor is five centimeters long by uh, just over uh, about four centimeters wide in the upper part of the left lung. Oh, the upper part of the left lung. Wow. They That's could fair tell size it was that. caused by the fire because they can see the little metal pieces in it. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. And um, just if, if everyone recalls, we're, we have two, two uh, cancer patients talking to each other here. So uh, <laughs> that's Gord's uh, interest in the, the cancer yeah, side of it. Um, this, yeah, and this is one of the things with why this uh, why this means so much with me. Um, you know, I lost my father and grandfather both to prostate cancer, um, which is what I ended okay. up getting di diagnosed with. Um, I'm lucky enough that I was able to get the surgery and have it removed. And mm -hmm. I'm now officially cancer free. Um, I say for the time being, um, because uh, you never know what the future holds. But um, I'm just very. I, I'm I'm lucky, and I count my lucky stars for that, without a doubt. And I'm so very happy for you that you uh, caught it in time. And it's one of the yeah. It's yeah. the biggest thing is. Um, I've been getting tested for this since I was 34 years old when I got my first um, PSA test done. And I'm Good thankful if I listened to the doctors, I would actually be probably, if not dead, I would be pretty much almost terminal if I had oh my. tested. So uh, the early catching is the reason why I'm still alive and still here. So um, yeah, very wow. lucky, very lucky. Um so from how did you um how did you first get like what was the first did you just realize it was like tough breathing how did you first find out no like, you i um i coughed at the kitchen table and i had some blood in the kleenex just a little bit just a little and bit i thought well the cough just um irritated my throat okay okay and then I didn't say anything and I put it away and a couple of days later still happening and my partner saw it. So he made me go see doctor. Yeah. Doctor called for an emergency x-ray. Wow. I don't right know why he did that. It was at a critical care unit. And so that was Thursday night, Friday morning they did the x-ray and told me. Wow. Wow. That's, you know, for those that don't know, getting that news that you have uh, cancer is, it, it's, I don't even know. I really, I have no idea how to describe it. It's, it's such a shock. Yeah. You know, like it just, your whole world, just everything stops. I think that's kind of the way to. Yep. You, um, I don't know if this is the same for you. I, I found myself, I went very numb. Um, um, good way to describe it. Yeah, I couldn't really feel anything. There was no like anger or sadness. It was just no. this numb feeling of unbelievableness. Like I just, this is happening yeah. for real. Yeah. Um, amazing that the doctor was able, was so quick thinking with that. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, 
yeah any doctor could have just said oh it's just a form of the flu don't worry about it or it's just this or you know and they just could have blown it off but yeah no i had no breathing issues at the time so i had just big... retired from a full-time job oh, how long have you how long have you retired for before you got your diagnosis oh uh six months six months oh. Holy, that's I heartbreaking. Holy shit. I retired in July. Uh, yeah. At 70. Uh, I was diagnosed in February. Yeah. We just wow. bought a retirement home. So I've had a year to enjoy it. You got the retirement home, though. That's the important thing. That you got that. You know, yeah, we got that. That's amazing. Um, so how quickly from when you got diagnosed like how quickly did the symptoms uh start to really uh debilitate your ability to do anything they didn't until after treatment really that's that's yeah. the uh that's the kicker that's the part that where i yeah. i get upset <laughs> um i don't know they gave me Two to five years to live with the tumor. With the tumor. Now, they did six chemotherapy treatments. Yeah. And then they did 30. 30 ad, uh, radiation treatments. Okay. In every day for 30 days. Wow. Which is, which is, I heard that should be medically considered torture, but. I can tell you this uh, through my cancer support group that I have. Um, every single of the guys with prostate cancer that get um, that get the radiation treatment, they're all sitting at minimum forty five treatments starting. That's just insane. Forty five days, forty five treatments. It's between forty five and I think the highest I got one was uh, was uh, one guy at eighty or 85 oh. treatments like just a big numbers and that's it's, just that's first round that's enough to kill you that's literally yeah and that's what happened to my mother was the the radiation destroyed her it and, is the radiation that i am dying from wow and did virtually nothing to the tumor i am one in three thousand people that got pneumoitis and you that, can look that up. Pneumolitis. And that is. Pneumolitis is inflammation in the lung. The radiation did nothing to the tumor, it attacked my body. Wow. It, they cut a nerve to the right diaphragm. So my lung on the right side collapsed. Whoa. The pneumoitis, to my knowledge, never goes away. Once you have it, that's it. You have it. Um, it's yeah, like I say, it's an inflammation. It attacked my heart. The radiation just did. I tell the world, don't do it. That's 
Yeah. So, so leading up to that, aside from the cough, that was the only real symptom you had. Yeah. Yeah. And was it, it. was it a painful cough or was it just like, you know, just have a cough, but then a little bit of spotting came out? No, it wasn't painful at all. It was just like I had phlegm. Wow. I, you know, Pat, I got to tell you, it takes a lot to make me not be able to respond to something. And I am, <laughs> I am flabbergasted. I am shocked. Truly shocked. That's man. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm so stunned. So is there like when something like this happens, like, I mean, I know like when you agree to get treatment, you know, they have like those waivers, but like, you got to think that there's got to be something that. Yeah. Some sort of recourse, something that they like, I mean, I don't see how oops covers, you know, sorry, we just destroyed your immune system and gave you cancer. Well, um, me- medicine's always a gamble, right? Medicine is still. Yeah. It's, it's, you just said it. Yeah. But, and really, you're volunteering to get radiated. You're volunteering to get what they got in Hiroshima or Chernobyl or you're, you're doing that to yourself voluntarily in the hopes that it's going to. Yeah. But you know what? They catch you at a time that you're not really thinking. No, like you are at truly your most vulnerable when that, like, cause you got that news. You don't know what to do or think. Exactly. And And anything that says this can help. And trust the doctors. They know what they're doing. That's exactly right. Um, That's when I had, when I got my diagnosis and I met the, I met a surgeon and a radiologist um, the first time I just sort of sat there. I barely, I barely remember the actual experience of meeting them. Um, But it's the same thing. Like they both just said, Oh, you know, because they both agreed. I would be a perfect candidate for surgery. You know, uh, you're going to, so get you up with this, latest and greatest doctor with the latest and greatest technology and the robot and all this other neat stuff. And like, I just remember just thinking, just, I'm like, you're, you're the doctors, you know, best do it. Whatever you say, just do it. And. That's damn, what we do. I, uh, I, I, I don't know how many times I've ranted and raved on this show and said, doctors don't know what they're doing. Doctors sign papers. <laughs> Nurses know what they're doing. Uh, orderlies know what they're doing. Doctors always get a second opinion. Doctors are the they they the, the last person in the hospital that knows what's going on. It's almost just like it'd be better to talk to the nurse and get her opinion. You know. What I mean? Oh, definitely. I mean, if I want a real good opinion, I'll talk to my pharmacist. Yeah, exactly. And the nurses, yes. It's, but. It's... Go Our ahead. medical system is set up the way it's set up. Yeah, that's very true. And very true. cancer patients are a bunch of guinea pigs. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Um, you know, I even know, even with mine, like once I got my, um, once I went in and met the surgeon the first time, they, um, they, they hooked me up with a case study group to a to assess the effects of um, uh, heart attacks with uh, prostate cancer patients. Oh boy. And and it's funny because, 
you know, like like nobody mentioned heart attack to me <laughs> when they mentioned no. this treatment. And I'm like, some part of this weird case study. No, I mean, the upside is, is I have a cardiologist that I basically have on call. I could call them at any time, get in to see a cardiologist at any point if I have any issues, which is great. But it's like, now I got this whole other thing to worry about is like, shit, well, now that I have prostate cancer, am I actually going to die of a heart attack now instead of cancer? Like, what? This isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. You know, what's, yeah. uh, how, how is this going to, you know, and I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, but is this one of the things where when it comes down to having that final decision of you being able to basically pick your end date? Yes. Does that, how does that, how does that make you feel? Did it bring you like a sense of like, relief almost or like how does that it yes it does it means i am not going to spend the next three years laying in bed taking pills gasping for air my family i can i can um prepare them there's no shock yeah. That they're going to get a phone call and say, oh, sorry, your mom passed away yesterday. Yeah. Um, I can help my partner by giving away the stuff that I want to give it to. Mm -hmm. Like Eric's stuff to him, Sean's stuff to him. Yeah. So my partner doesn't have to deal with all that. That's, that's, that's great. Um. I can, yeah, that's it. I can prepare because I may not be able to speak to them or deal with them. I may be just a, a body laying in a bed. Yeah, exactly. And being put in that situation where you're not yes. even, there's a chance you might not be able to communicate. Oh, that'd be heartbreaking. Yeah, and when the doctor's, now, the doctors that do this procedure, mm -hmm. they come and physically in your home assess you. Uh, each one of them spent about an hour and a half yeah. from two different cities. Oh, wow. And said, my God, woman, how are you putting up with what you're putting up with now? Wow. Wow. Well, I have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not much of I a choice. <laughs> wow. Um, so, um, what's the? Oh my God. Um, what? What's the date? If you don't mind me asking. October twenty second. So that's the day after I get married, Pat. <laughs> well, good. I don't want to do it on your wedding day. No, exactly. <laughs> To tell you the honest truth, it's my birthday. Is it really? Yes. Oh, wow. Around your birthday. See, that's now. I actually really like in, that. In saying that, I can stop this procedure at, within at 10 seconds of them administering the sleeping pill. That was going to be my first question. Yes. 
you have two years once you ask for assistance yeah to get that if you don't do it within that two years you start the whole procedure over again oh wow oh, okay. um but within 10 seconds they give you a sleeping pill first okay so that and you relaxes the body yeah they go into a very deep sleep within 10 seconds of the giving that sleepy pill i can say no wow wow it it'd be interesting um yeah. that um to sort of see that like, like what happens in that that last sort of moment like do you have like the, the light flash before your eyes is it just a calm you know um that's so right. Many, so many strange, morbid questions. <laughs> well, you know, we were the minute you're born, you're dying. Oh, absolutely. That's so right. you might as well do it as they say, this is dignified. Oh, without a doubt. Um yeah. my my best friend, his grandmother, she this is how that's how she passed. Um okay she too she had she had cancer and uh it it ravaged her very very quickly and uh she was able she got approval uh for herself and just to be able to have you know um your family there and just knowing that like i know for myself um to be able to have that moment like be to be there for that last moment like when my father passed away from cancer he was in the hospital. He was hooked up to the, you know, the whole machine thing and he couldn't breathe. He was on pain meds. So he just sort of laid there and sort of just made weird noises. And that was about it. And it was just, it was like, uh, this isn't even my dad anymore. And, you know, the, nobody knew when he would actually go. So I ended up leaving the hospital. I went home to sleep because I hadn't slept in a couple of days. And he ended up passing while I was asleep. Ah, uh, my sympathy. And I thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, so to have this sort of almost like an opportunity where, like I said, you get to control that that narrative. You you have that control is just yeah. relieving. Yeah. Really, it's just relieving. It's it it, it re removes a tremendous amount of stress on not just yourself but on on your loved ones as well that's exactly what i'm hoping for <sighs> well, my plan is that victor my partner will definitely be in the bedroom with me yeah eric and his brother sean have the option they can be in the room or they can be in the living room and just wait until Victor comes out. Yeah. I leave that to them. Which is great because giving them that again, it just it just comes down to being able for them and everybody to deal with it in the way that's best suited for each person. That's right. I'm, that's why I'm kind of glad I can do all this because yeah. they have don't have to make those horrible choices that I have had to make with other people that have died in my life. Yeah. Oh, so sad. if I can prevent that, I'd like to. Absolutely. 
So, um, now keep in mind, this next question just comes from my years with my family business. My parents owned a monument company growing up and our backyard was a cemetery. So I, I was raised, uh, or I was raised by and around death. Um, so you're after you pass, what, what do we, what do you, what's your plans? Are you getting cremated? Are you just going for a straight burial? What are, what are we doing with you? No, definitely cremated. You're not putting me in the ground with the bugs. No, no. <laughs> I don't like bugs. Don't want them crawling all over you there. Right? <laughs> uh, my partner's family has a plot, a family plot in Vernon, BC. Oh, beautiful. I don't know what possessed them, but Victor asked his father if my ashes could be placed in their family plot. Oh, that's amazing. And his dad said, certainly. Oh, that, that's we've beautiful. been together for 16 years. Wow. So, 16 years. That's amazing. Yes, I took that as quite a privilege. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a huge thing to be um, brought in with the family plot. That's, that's huge. Yes. So that's great. And for Eric and Sean, they're so far apart, unless Eric decides to move to Manitoba. Yeah. It doesn't matter where I go. It's going to be hard for them to visit. That's right. And so have a, go ahead. Well, I'm just sorry. I got itchy nose. No problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I just thought I will accept that honor. That's amazing. And if Eric and Sean are ever in Vernon, then come and say, hey, Mom. <laughs> I'm in Vernon all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Vernon. <laughs> I've always actually, it's funny. Um, before I ever, oh, I think we just lost her again. Oh, shoot. She'll, she'll come back. Okay. My green screen is not arranged with my camera properly. <laughs> oh my god dude wow this is awesome i am so why does it keep doing that i don't know okay i blame i blame facebook <laughs> yeah well oh man um i, I i'm go gonna ahead. let you ask one more question i'm gonna go fix this brick wall okay okay uh, <laughs> So, um, it's just so, it's just, this is crazy. There's so much information with this. Um, so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. Um, we, we can do it again if you want to. I, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a part two to this, um, uh, where I can sort of pre-write down some other great, you know, questions. Um, I will know. answer one question here. Okay. no. I'm not donating my body <laughs> to university research. Not doing that? I know I wanted to so that yeah. someday I could say I went to university, but <laughs> they won't take me because I had the chemo. Really? Yeah. Well, so, you think there'd be something that could be studied on. Like, I mean, that's so, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's so strange. Oh. <laughs> Um, well, you go ahead and ask your question, Gordon. 
<laughs> it's actually funny that was act that actually was going to be one of them was that was the idea of 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 uh, donating uh, organs or whatnot for um, for science. Um, but to be able to be yeah. go and be cremated and and done whole is is always a is always a nice thing because it just shows that you're all staying together, which is really nice. Um, is yeah. there a place if you could choose anywhere in the world where you could have your ashes scattered or have a part of your ashes scattered? Is there a place you'd like to pick? The backyard in this house. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. I'd love to stay here. And watch what Victor's going to do with it in the future. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can always come back and haunt him. <laughs> oh, I tend to do that anyway. <laughs> so, actually, here's a question for you, Pat. Okay. Um, with everything that's happened, with you having the date set and everything, um, has has this affected your beliefs in say religion or the afterlife not really no i have always believed in jesus in god i i haven't always acknowledged it i let life get in the way i have made a conscientious effort to thank them both every day now Nice. With the hope that I am going to be picked for God's garden. Oh, come on. We know you're going. We know that's where you're headed. Well. You're going to get that pearly gates and St. Peter's going to be like, yeah. Come on in, Pat. <laughs> we got a good spot I'm, for you. I was not always a good person all my life. None of us are. I tried to turn it around, but I was not... Um, the best of parents and um, really hope I can be forgiven for that. I, I think that that's the least of their concerns. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about God and Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, don't I, think... I don't think parenting is, is really the top of their list. Yeah. It hasn't changed my beliefs at all. No. It hasn't changed at all. Um. Wow. I'm just. Wow, Pat. Hey, everybody, listen up for a second. A dull knife is an accident waiting to happen. Whether you're using a chef's knife or a paring knife, a sharp blade is a safe blade. When it comes to getting that perfect edge and increasing the safety and lifespan of all your tools, practice makes perfect. So don't take chances. Take them to the professional. Take them to Gord's Little Shop of Sharpening in Milton. Gord's Strain is an encyclopedic knowledge of blades and proper maintenance. Your blades of almost any shape and size are expertly edged at better than competitors' prices and return to you in just a day or two. True craftsmanship, exceptional skill, and attention to detail make Gord the trusted expert for all your sharpening needs. A sharp knife works better, it's safer, and it lasts up to 50% longer. So don't take any chances. Take them to Gord. Gord's Little Shop is Sharpening in Milton. You can find them on Facebook. This is my program that I use to record music.
It's not that one I just showed you. Oh. Okay, so if you want, why your birthday? Be yeah, I had my choice of any day I wanted. I just decided why not, if I have that choice, go into the world, come out of the world on the same day. Nobody has to remember another date. Now, I, I, did, I, I asked you this yesterday, but are, are you ready? As ready as I can be. I have put much, much thought into this. I, I'm a little bit afraid of what's not of the procedure. I think like everybody else, we don't know what's going to happen, so I have that kind of fear. Right. Ready to go? Yes, I definitely am. I can't see suffering with the way I suffer for an extended period of time. I have this option, so I'd like to use it, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is it weird <laughs> for you? Yes, it's very weird for me. Thank you. Good question. Um, it's extremely weird. And when I think about it, and you know, the closer it gets, it's, I'm doing this. I'm preparing for this. It, it's not going to be sudden. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was kind of hoping, like everybody else, you know, I'm just go to sleep one day and that's it. That's the end of it or a major heart attack and get hit the floor. That's it, I'm done. True. But I have, through uh, a medical career, uh, through members of my family, watched people suffer. And they say, well, we'll make it as comfortable as we can for you. When that person is struggling that hard in the last three or four days, I really don't want to go through that if I don't have to. This is a very peaceful, this is, you just go to sleep. It's like going to have an operation and they put you to sleep, then they do whatever they do and you know nothing. Same as putting your dog to sleep. And that's the same with the, the other side of things. If it's not what you think, then you're not going to know. Right, like it's very true. There's, it's not like you're gonna get to the other side, and uh, oh my God, I made a horrible mistake. It's, it's either yeah. heaven or you don't know anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. We don't know. So, but there's no bad side of things, really. Not really, you know. If I thought some really good-looking alien off of Star Trek was going to kidnap me and take me away and I could breathe better, I'd go there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, I hate to burst Victor's bubble, but like we've had scientists on the show <laughs> that have explained to us it's not likely. No. Well, uh, so that option's a doubt. I'll stick with the one I got. Do you have a... A last meal in mind. <laughs> you know what? No, <laughs> I didn't think of that. It's going to be breakfast. Uh, maybe I'll have a fancy supper the night before. Well, you should. Or something you like. I, I, 
thank you, because I seriously wasn't on the plate, so. Not on the plate. Not on the plate, <laughs> nothing on the plate. I have to think of that. Um, pancakes and bacon for breakfast. Well, something special for you anyway. What's going to happen in the morning? We're going to do this procedure in the morning, so breakfast would be appropriate. And they come here? They will come to the house. I will be in my own bedroom, in my own bed. And you it's a, a doctor and a nurse? Yes, a doctor and a nurse. The nurse was the doctor will come in the room. The nurse will come in the room, set me up with an IV, just as if you're having an operation. The doctor will come in, she will administer the the sleeping pill, for lack of a better word. And when she's finished, she leaves immediately. The nurse will stay with me. Do you know what it is that they give you? No, I do not. No. I wouldn't be surprised if it was fentanyl. Uh, that is an ex that is a possibility. Yeah. They, well, they use it in the hospital for a lot of things. So. Uh, yes, they do. They, they do. They also use morphine. It's a. Uh... But I. To tell you the truth, do not know. No. From what I hear, it's it's also a very very nice way to go. That's why a lot of people choose it. Yes. Um, you go to sleep. Once you're in that deep sleep, they stop your heart. That's all there is to it. And my theory for most of my life is, if a horse gets a broken leg, you shoot it. If a dog, my own dog, um, a month ago, couldn't stand up, was suffering, I could see, we immediately took her to the vet. Yeah. And I still maintain she just wanted to go ahead and make sure everything was okay for when you show up. She's waiting. We're going for a nice long walk. But you know she wouldn't. She wouldn't let you just show up there unless she made sure it was okay for you. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, yeah, she's waiting to go for a walk. And, and she knows when I come, I'll be able to breathe enough to walk with her. Yeah. We going over that rainbow bridge. Well, I don't doubt that. I sure hope so because it's. I don't like heat. I don't like summertime. So any other option doesn't really sit well. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It doesn't add up anyway. Yeah, well, uh, anyways. <laughs> if, if, you know, big guns killed his kid so that nobody has to go there, right? So why would anyone go there? That's true. Unless you choose not to accept his son as your savior. Right. Which you will always have. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't be a problem. I'm always on the fence that he got taken out by three nails. Oh, no. <laughs> I, because I'm not using that program, there's no time limited anymore. So. Oh, okay. Um, oh, good. Um, where was I? The last meal. Okay, the tough stuff.
Oh. Have you done a lot of looking back? Oh, yes. Right to day one. Um, is no. there a highlight? Is there what? Is there a highlight? And don't, I don't, don't give me something old the day you were born or something. I mean, for no. real, for real. For real, a highlight. I would say the first time, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird to you as a child, the first time your dad and I actually realized that we were in love. <laughs> I can't describe the circumstances, okay. but yeah, it was a jump up and down moment. And it wasn't right away after we got married. It was, well, we knew we loved each other, but yeah, it was the day we, we actually realized it. Yeah, it was a fun one. <laughs> and of course, two Sundays. My sons were both born on Sunday. And if anybody reads my Facebook page, I posted the the uh, birthday prayer. But I should have been August. Yes, you should have been August. That's you, um, it was an extremely hot, hot summer in Winnipeg. I was terribly uncomfortable. And you just decided, we had gone on a picnic and you decided that you wanted to be at the picnic too. Hmm. So two months, I don't know how many weeks that is. I would say eight weeks You de early, you decided to join the picnic. Sounds like me. Yes, it does. <laughs> and you, yeah, spoiled the picnic. <laughs> what? Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. I can't imagine being born in August. I just I seem like a Gemini. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a Gemini. That's funny. Highlights? Lowlights? Just trying to think of what else. What else I have is. It's okay, is, just uh, think. Grant scheme of things, big, big picture, beginning to end. Are you happy with your life? No. Totally no. I made some really stupid decisions and it affected other people. At the time, I wasn't thinking properly. I should have been and there's no way to correct it. So I have to live with it, for lack of a better word. And I have to go out of this world knowing I can't correct the stupidity. Wow. I think we all should say that. Mm. Yes, I'm sure everybody has something, but I have a couple of 
really bad ones. Well, I think we all do. I had, I'll give you an example. I'm married to a man who could not help being an alcoholic. It's not his fault. And fighting that for many years, decided, well, if you can't beat them, join them. Well, that backfired <laughs> because <laughs> I just couldn't do it. But in doing that, I affected my children very much. Stuff like that. Are you okay? Um, I think I am. I, I, I truly do. I have moments where I'll stop and just burst into tears. Um, knowing that I, I will not see my grandchildren grow up. I would love to do that. Um, but I can't, and a lot of grandparents can't. Yeah. I'd love to, yeah, there's so much I wanted to do. But as far as am I okay with what I'm doing, 95%. I know I have one. Just thinking uh, the night before you had the family over there, I was just sitting at my computer and thinking it was the last Thanksgiving together. Yes. And I just <laughs> I lost it for, yeah. for a little while. Victor was not going to do Thanksgiving dinner, but he's always cooked nice big dinners for his family, and I could see he was looking a little bit down in the dumps. I said, no, you should at least have your son, your dad, my son, and us. Let's just do that. And he perked right up. So, okay, well, then the brother and the wife and the neighbor, and it turned into a... It was lovely. It was a good dinner, and it made him happy. So he's also going to put up all the Halloween stuff for me this coming weekend. That's cute. Because he knows I enjoy Halloween. So we're going to carve the... I almost said the turkey, sorry. <laughs> you guys are going to need a chainsaw to carve that Yes, thing. yes. And put up Halloween... Although I'm not one for doing Christmas six months ahead of time, this Halloween's kind of important. Yeah. And it's only a week, a week early. That's true. Hmm. Is there someone you're not gonna say goodbye to that you wish you could? Oh, yes, there's a, a friend in Lumbee that I met when I broke my leg and we were in physiotherapy together. And I'm not going to get a chance to say goodbye to her. I like Lumbee. <laughs> I, I would love to, but it's just... I don't like to drive to Lumbee, but I like Lumbee. Yes. Driving through that, yeah. you got to go through that community and, and you can only do 50 <laughs> 
Joanne became a very special person in my life because of three months of physiotherapy. That's funny. I, I regret my brother. Unfortunately, we had a very small family. Uh, there was just my sister, myself, my brother. Our sister passed away very young at 63 a few years ago. And now my turn, that leaves our brother all alone. And I hate to do that to him. But... Have you, told, have you spoken to him about this? Uh, uh, not about the MAID program, no. I, he knows I have cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows it's incurable. Uh, but I have not, no, told him about MAID, and I'm not going to. It's not necessary for him to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor will phone him after the fact. Like happens 99% of people that die. You answer the phone and the person on the other end says, I'm so sorry, but sister, brother, uncle has passed away. This to me is a, is a very personal choice that I made. I don't want it to be a three ring circus. And I, I think it, People don't understand. That I've learned in the last month or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My grandchildren definitely do not know. Uh, They know I'm sick. They know that someday all grandmas and grandpas go to heaven. So they're okay with that, and that's the way it's going to be. There's also a little saying is, perhaps those are not stars up there. Maybe they're holes in the sky for grandmas and grandpas to look down through and watch their grandchildren. Could be. Please. I'll mention it. What would you like to say to the world? You got your... Wise words from a... We have an audience in 21 countries around the world. You can, This is your chance to say uh, goodbye. Or, just hi, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy what you can. Um, like they say, don't save that special dress for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. I did. I never got to wear the dress. But I was able to give it to my best friend because it fit her, so... <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep anything for that special occasion. Fair. Just enjoy what you can, where you are. The grass isn't greener on the other side, believe me. I've been telling my favorite story a lot lately to a lot of people. What's that? It's a grade four. Probably I was just really getting into music, but I was also really into wrestling. I was always really into wrestling, and I was this grade three or grade four. It was my birthday, and Sting was always my favorite wrestler. Okay, I loved Sting. 
And you were always so busy. Yes. Somehow you got word that I liked Sting. So for my birthday, I got a record from you by Sting, the singer. <laughs> you knew I liked Sting. You were thoughtful enough to get this record. <laughs> it, was, it was not the same Sting. <laughs> well, sorry about that. Oh, I just, you were so happy. And like, I couldn't tell you at the time. <laughs> well, for being a child in grade three or four, it was awful nice of you not to, not to tell me. <laughs> Most kids would have. Here's uh, not one of his better ones. Oh dear. It was when he first went solo, I think. Well, I'm so sorry. But it was so funny. That you didn't... I got one word. <laughs> I love that. I just like it's funny. Yeah. I listened to it a lot. That was when we... When you're totally off the air. The uh, the other one, you know, you were talking about the lessons and stuff we got today. Uh, Christina speaks very fondly of the night that you gave her $50 for my first amplifier. Because I had a dumpy stereo speaker that I jerry-rigged to a car amplifier and made it so it my guitar would play, but it wasn't a real amp. I can't believe she remembers that. And you bought me my first real amp, and, and she sold it to me with it. Wow. Well, funny enough, we were dating at the time. We just took the money and bought beer anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, and I was thinking, you're talking about Emily and her, how good she is, and I, I always tell people constantly <coughs> that, uh, you know, God bless you for... Looking back, I still have cassette tapes from back when I started. And they're horrible. <laughs> and I always tell people, God, God bless you for not saying anything. Because for four years, you listened to that crap. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it must have been loud in our tiny apartment. Those walls were paper thin. Some of it and was, yeah. I remember that, that uh, the David Bowie song that Nirvana covered, The Man Who Sold the World. And I, I must have played that. 7,000 times yeah, a day probably. trying to get it right, and you, you, you never said anything. <laughs> I probably would have quit, because I was, I was so bad, and I wasn't progressing. And I was, I used to put the guitar away every two weeks, and I'm never picking it up again, because I sucked. And, and had you said anything at the time, I probably never would have picked it up. I, but I didn't want to crush you. How bad I was. <laughs> I did, I did have to crush your saxophone. Well, that, uh, Dr. McKenzie helped with that too because he explained. Your I lip was the wrong shape. Um, I've, I've never tried a brass instrument. I don't know if I can do those. Um, apparently, I don't they're, they don't, they're not a wick. I can't do a wick. No. But I, that probably would have been a phase anything. Yeah. Guitars, so, you know, it's funny. It's never come natural to me, but I'm I'm pretty okay now. I'll show you some stuff. Um, but that was all you, really. I mean, well, thank you. We couldn't have. Uh, I I wouldn't have. I mean, I never would have had my first pedal, which was everything at the time. <laughs> 
also, I, I this is one we never talk about, but I don't know where you pulled forty bucks out of midair. But you sent me to Guns N' Roses when I was fourteen with uh, Adam. Yeah. I don't remember his last name. Is you went to school? Uh, with yeah, I don't remember either. But but that was a number one. That was the first time I ever saw Vancouver. And I never stopped thinking about it, and I couldn't wait to move there when I was 19, just because of that, all because of that night, because we, we went downtown by ourselves, and we walked around, which is terrifying, <laughs> uh, it's the first time I saw the ocean, Yeah, right. it's the first time I, I mean, I saw Guns N' Roses yeah. in their, in the height of their fame, right. it was, and they're, to this day, they're still one of my favorite bands. Um, of course they are. And I was like, um, it was a pretty life-changing moment. I I want to say something personally, but so I don't want it on this. Oh, yeah, no problem. I stopped it. Oh, you stopped it? Like, that is uh, for the course. That's, like, that's what that's all about. Fucking intense interview oh, like that. Oh, um, oh. So, first off. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely has to. It just has to be that way. It just There's just no other option. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. She was she was getting ready to call it quits anyway. Um, so she she gets tired very easily, very quickly. Yeah, which is uh, totally understandable. Yeah, could could you imagine doing this like what we're doing and then be like, "What the fuck? She just fucking left me." <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> Can I wow. ever? Absolutely. Um, yeah, there are parts of the story that we'll have to touch on a little later, like the fact that I begged her, do not do this radiation. This is insane. You can't do this for you. Like, it's, it's not. And, and, and I got laughed out of the house, basically told, told I was crazy. And I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't know what I'm talking about. And, uh, I said, no, the radiation is going to do a lot more harm than good. And, and I got, I got yelled at, I got. And then, uh, yeah, then, sure enough. Of all the it, times, you never wanted to be right. Exactly, right? Fuck. Um, but Fucking hell. That's what happens. Wow. And the, the radiation, it is, it's not good. If you can avoid it, do. Um, but then again, like you said, in the, when the, uh, when, it, when you're sitting in the office, and you've got that decision to make. You, you just want to um, live, and any option that's going to give you that, with a chance to to make it better, you you just, for the most part, you just take it without much of yeah, a second exactly. thought. You know, and I'm not. I almost guarantee I would too. It's easy for me to sit here and say, "Oh, I told her not to," but it's uh, it's a lot different when you're the one facing the facing the decision. You, Remember, we both also said we'd never get the fucking COVID vaccine, but yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in, in all fairness, I only got half. I, I, I just got you my got first shot, and it was only because I had to for work. Yeah. 
I only I had to do it for work, but I I wasn't I didn't get it for like any medical reason. Two and a half years. No. <laughs> um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna quit fucking around no, with the background. No, no nothing I, like that. Not, Everyone's coming out. I can't saying, believe oh, how many people wrong, now are coming out. And nobody is saying this is all this. Like, oh, I guess we all. But you don't hear. Oh, Eric was. No. Eric sure was right, and we were sure wrong for telling him he deserved to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. They, nope. <laughs> we're not getting that. <laughs> it's, uh... Oh, man. It's funny to me. Wow. I am... So, I, I just... I gotta put this out there to say this. I am so... Um, like, I'm, I'm honored... Really, is the only way I can think of that 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 your mom, that Pat decided to, they agreed to this, and yeah, I think know. she she ultimately wanted to have a conversation with me that we weren't having. Oops. Yeah, and I I wasn't about to have it uh, in in any other format, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just it's, don't i I don't deal with things like this. <laughs> is, you know, it's it's a tough thing. Like, you know, when um, when when my dad was uh, was that was when my dad was dying of cancer, um, the prostate cancer. One of the things, once he you know said, okay, that's it, terminal. There's nothing you can do about it. No matter, no medicine's gonna help. Um, so he gave up treatment. He said, okay, I'm just not gonna bother doing the treatment. And his whole thing was, is I want to, I want to die at home. And so that was sort of his wishes. So he went home to sort of basically sort of die at home. And when he started passing, like when he started sort of gasping for life and everything else, my mom being the fucking angel that my mother is just couldn't sit there and just let him die. And she called 911, the ambulance picked him up and he ended up dying in the hospital. Um, yeah. It, the one thing I just got to say with this is that like, I watched, I remember when I was a, I was a kid, when my grandfather died of prostate cancer and it was him in the hospital hooked up to the fucking machine, gurgling for sort of for breath in the sense, um, you know, couldn't speak cause he was so high on pain meds. They just have him so doped out, you know, that he just sort of laid there just, it's like the only things he ever said. And I remember when we, we, when we left that visit, my dad turned to me and he says, I will never fucking end up like that and yeah the worst thing is is that's exactly what happened to him he ended up yeah, in that exact maybe. scenario exact situation so you know for me to be able to get tested and to find it that i had prostate cancer the same thing the gotham was like okay i'm i'm getting tested because i'm not fucking ending up like either i'm Fuck this, but right. that's not how I'm going out. Fuck you. I'm not getting it to begin with, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what, one thing I, I that didn't get mentioned because I didn't want to waste too much of her time by babbling on myself is that we don't have anyone in my family who has not died of cancer. Um, well, yeah, it sucks. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of cancer in our family. Um, I'm, I'm just waiting for mine. <laughs> well, that's what I was doing. <laughs> waiting for my diagnosis. I know it's coming. And I do see it from her point of view. And like I said, it's it's very typically her. She's not going to lay around and let her life be taken from her. She's going to fucking end it when she wants to. Yeah. And that's the whole, that's the way she's always lived her life. No one's ever told her what to do. She's never done anything um, 
on anyone else's advice and the last thing she would do is uh well oh, except for the radiation i guess but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true the last thing she's gonna do is let let her let someone like die with in 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 any sort of indignified way without doing it on her terms yeah exactly and that makes sense and like I said to her, she didn't really get what I was saying. But in the Bible, I, I think bad parenting is really on, on a list of things that get you kept out of heaven. I don't think that's anywhere near the uh, – that's not even on their radar. Yeah, no, they don't – no, I don't – I don't. I'm pretty sure they don't care too much about that. Well, really, if you look at the whole story, talk about bad parenting. Right? <laughs> Send my kid down to Earth. Let's see how that goes. He just sent him to his death, and you knew it, you prick. You knew the whole time. Yeah, he's the the number one example of bad parenting. So that's not <laughs> keep you out of heaven. That's why that's not one of the deadly sins. <laughs> no, she didn't understand what I was trying to say there. Yeah, and really, with all the with all the kid parents that send their kids to Catholic schools and stuff. Yeah, I think we're okay. <laughs> oh man wow i got fuck man this is this fucking hit me this is this is wild um it is definitely weird it actually oddly enough it cheered me up a bit <laughs> <laughs> well i mean I, i'm sure it's great for you to get some of these answers and oh, whatnot, yeah, absolutely. you know hear the things that you know because it's like i know when my dad w- was dying and when he did die like before uh, like when he could still communicate and talk when every time I would go over there which was almost daily uh, just to go over to hang out and talk and watch fucking MASH with him and shit like that um, we never once discussed anything that he was going through No. and my whole thing with that was I don't really want to have that discussion because I'm pretty sure when you're getting this close to the end that the last thing you want to fucking do is talk about what's been fucking your life up for the last, you know, few months or year or whatever. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, so I'm, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of this and to, uh, her her whole point of view has been, no one will fucking ask me. (laughs) She's like, it's the biggest decision ever. You'd think people would want to talk about it. Yeah, no, everybody does, but nobody wants to be the one to start the conversation. Yeah. And I knew uh, you and I would under this yeah. under this format, definitely we would. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Um, it's funny because um, um, Jess was um, was watching the live stream as we're doing this, and uh, she's just sort of messaging me. She's like, "You're doing so good, <laughs> you know." She's so brave, and I ended up messaging her. I said. I, I messaged her at one point. I said, "I don't know what the fuck to ask anymore. I just, I'm just so fucking caught up with this. I don't know what to ask." And she just mentioned, "She's like, does she have a final meal?" I'm like, "Fucking genius!" Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll do it again. Meal we'll... Be? <laughs> That's great. We'll get all those, all those good ones in. Yeah, in the second yeah, half, like... and I won't, I, I won't publish this. The live stream doesn't go, like it only goes to my friends. Right now, it didn't go public. Okay. So I won't publish it until it's all together in one nice, one big nice thing. episode. I just I didn't plan on going live. I just thought this is it's so easy for her to just push a link and she could get on. Like, yeah, it, it was the le- the least amount of effort for her to do. No, to have to and, figure out her computer and stuff. And it clearly worked. So, 
Yeah, hey, fuck. Hats off to StreamYard for being so damn easy. Yeah. And Um, free. (laughs) Just how you like your women. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Free and easy. Free and low barrier. Just (laughs) click and I'm in. Uh, and it doesn't go public unless I want it to. Right, exactly. <laughs> Again, just like you're living. <laughs> Perfect. That's so good. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll put it back together. Thank you very much for picking up the like I I, I um wow. And now yeah. that I'm now that we just finished this, I get about a 20 minute break and then i gotta go to my cancer support group uh our first meeting in two months so fuck <laughs> yeah well this could be yeah. going there very quiet so gordon how's your time with well guess what the fuck i just did <laughs> yeah well thanks man i appreciate it um and it, once i edit it together and make it look a little less jovial <laughs> it'll get us some awards for sure oh yeah that's this will this might just be the thing that'll put us on the map um, it could be. I hope. Incredible. But not. Um, it's it's a little too happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. Okay. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta get going because I gotta. All right. Football prep ready. Um. Figure so, out a date that works for you, and I'll run it by her. And I guess you said basically anytime. Okay. As long as it's after five o'clock, right? And before the twenty second. <laughs> and before the twenty second. Yeah. After is gonna be a little tough. <laughs> It'll be a bit of a dead conversation at that point. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, one of us had to. Yeah, exactly. Right. Fuck that I am. Oh, and on man. that note, right? see ya. Take care of each other. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, I'll message you uh, in a couple of days. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.